previously on Anything Goes. Well, and fuck pills are new too. So I mean, yeah, like, just that like, has changed everything. Yeah, yeah, the little blue pills have changed. Well, right. it's it's so fifty percent of my clientele is actually over fifty. Wow. Yeah, because they're the ones who have the resources and make it a priority, and they they are so empowered. They're the right. ones who are saying, you know, a lot of young people say, I don't need anything. What can she teach me that I don't already know? Right, right. You well, know, yeah. they know everything. Yeah, of right. Oh, no, you can always learn more. Ram though. it like a jackhammer. They I know like everything. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. learning more about sex. I definitely do. Yeah. But and, like, and you. So when you do teach seniors how to like not break a hip if they get into like an Eiffel Tower with two dudes? No, but I do teach I do teach them like how to adjust positions if they yeah. have injuries, and that's people of all age. But what we see is HIV and STIs are actually on the rise in senior populations. So that we too. need yes. yeah. do they give a, do they care about that though anymore? Of I mean, course. if you're 80 and you get the HIV, what's the big deal? Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, seriously though. Yes, Come it, on. it's a big deal. And now let's get to a new exciting show. From an undisclosed location obeying all their court orders, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. And Kathleen McGee. And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Can you dig it? Okay, then I'll just, I don't, then I won't even use a microphone. I'll just use the one. If you can hear me. Yes, we can hear you. Nice. (laughs) Yes, Adolf Jr., we can hear you. (laughs) Yeah, nice bunker. Nice bunker, Dave. You like it? Yeah. I know, I know. Ava's trying to put a bit of a touch on it, but... Yeah. That's all you need. You're such a spicy bitch. Little German woman's touch. That's all Dave. That's all Dave Martin's ever needed. I said, Ava, it's a bunker. It's not going to have a window, okay? <laughs> it's underground. Do you want to be safe or do you want to play plant your flowers? Just, <laughs> you can't have everything, babe. She needs a bit of a feminine touch, though. It can't just be a masculine bunker. Yeah. yeah. It has to feel like a woman lives there, too. His, Hitler's man cave. <laughs> Hitler's man cave. Didn't Trump deny being in the bunker? Uh, At well, first, you know, I think. He, go ahead. he went to go and check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah. also another thing is, so they they showed that that photograph of the White House with all the lights out of it, mm-hmm. and it was like they tried to say, "Oh, look, the White House has gone dark during these protests," but that photo was actually from 2015. Right. So it's like you another. Can't another so it's another one of those you sort of things. It's like it's you know it's, uh, they're just sticking to their narrative. Well, there's a lot of that on both sides. Like a lot of that on both sides. It's uh, that's my dog. Sorry, my dog's barking. <laughs> Your dog doesn't like both uh, sides. Your dog is very opinionated. Yeah, he doesn't like, like both sides. He hates- my one friend said that my dog Eugene is probably he said that my dog Eugene is probably a gay Republican because Eugene is like a, an asshole and um, he he is definitely he definitely uh, enjoys boy dogs more like we right. we know he is we embrace it and we love him the way he is um, but he also has some very um, offside opinions <laughs> like he barks at the wrong people and uh, yeah my dog is okay. definitely. A little bit on. Uh, he, he's right leaning. We have a lot of discussions. We have a lot of 
of uh, <laughs> of debates. <laughs> what is there is a name for gay Republicans? Uh, are they like the? Yep. I won't say log house. What are they called? Like log like uh, log cabin Republicans or something like. There is a okay. name for. I don't know. Why log cabin? I don't know. I don't even know if I have the name right, so I'm not going to try to start trying to defend it. <laughs> it, can, it can be looked up, I'm sure, if I cared. Yeah. If I cared so much. Uh, hey, you know what book I found recently? And I don't even know if you if this. I know if I posted the cover of this book, someone would get mad at me and call it like, "How dare you!" But do you remember this book? It's from 2008, and it's the stuff white people like. Right. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And it's funny, there's, there are so many things in here where you're just sort of like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that's right. <laughs> uh, who, who, wrote that, who wrote that book? The, uh, a Christian Lander. But there's a couple ones in here that I'm like, um, uh, uh, standing still at concerts is one of them. White people. Which yeah, I'm, white people do like that. Yeah. And millennials and millennials. I noticed that like they don't dance anymore. No, no. I went to some concerts and they just stand there. Right. It's really weird. It's yeah, no, I, I don't understand it. But I mean, and, and, again, it's like one of these things that you just sort of read and you just go like, well, yeah, I like that too. And, right, and, how, and Dave, how did you end up with the book? Obviously you bought the book or was it a gift? <laughs> no, I, I bought it in 2008 when it came out. And but he's I, wanting to figure out some more things to like? Is that... Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I would like to add, if I could add something to this, is one of the things that white people love is... Mayonnaise. I think mayonnaise might already be in here. Right. But white people... <laughs> I know for a fact, white people really love reaction videos where uh, black guys are watching white guy music for the first time. Yeah. Reacting to it. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of those. Yeah. You know, it's like when Neil Peart died, uh, I, there was a whole bunch of like black guys reacting to, to uh, the music by Rush. Yes. For the first time. And yeah. uh, I'll have to admit, I, uh, I'm not even a Rush fan, but I was sort of like, it's one of those like, yeah, we can get along. <laughs> Well, that all started with the two girls, one cup, right? That the whole idea of reaction videos. Oh, okay. I, I never even knew about them until two girls, one cup, because then they couldn't show the video, but they could show people reacting to the video on YouTube. Right. So they show someone's mother or grandmother going, oh, these vomiting are all girls. over themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two nice girls, and then, oh, they're getting quite friendly. Oh, oh. Yeah. And then that whole reaction thing started. And then it kind of watered down to like, yeah, watching someone watch a country music video for the first time. I, it's, it's definitely a weird phenomenon. Or watching a black guy react to Van Halen for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I've never seen Two Girls, One Cup, and I never will. Uh, yeah. I've I seen it. I did it. I know what it's about. I'm going to watch it. You know, it's, it's one of those weird things that you could tell someone that you've seen it. And all you have to do is just say it was so gross, and people will just believe you. Right. Yeah. No. That's like I. I've also never seen Star Wars, so like I've seen bits of it, but I've never like watched it all through. Like I, I don't know the story. The the plots to both of those are very similar. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of shit eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classical music and uh, yeah. A lot of people will tell you they're both fake, but you yes. know it's like. 
Yeah, just say, hey, have you seen Star Wars? It was so gross. Yeah. I mean, that part with the two girls, and then you see the shit, it was like, whoa, 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 I don't think you're talking about Star Wars, but. Yeah. That's a, that Chewbacca's got to change his diet, is all I'm yeah. trying to say. Oh, man, a lot of a lot of bran and uh, granola. And, and twigs. And, and twigs, yeah. The uh, I had a, there was a funny moment that happened to me a few days ago. I was, uh, uh, I was uh, picking up some um, uh, Thai food from this place, and as I was walking across the street, there was a guy asking for change on the corner, and uh, I just I kind of ignored him. But then then he followed me across the street to the place where uh, I was picking up the food, and he asked me, "Oh, do you have any spare change?" And I was like, "Oh no, I don't have any spare change, and I'm I'm sorry. I wish I did." And then he launches into this big whole thing about, well, if you were really sorry, you would do this. And if you were really <laughs> sorry, you'd do that. Right. And then I said to him, I was like, okay, how about this? Uh, I'm going to go and pick up some Thai food. Um, I, I got some spring rolls. How about on my way out, I'll give you like two spring rolls. How about that? And he's like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That's so nice of you. And then, and, and then there was like a small pause. And then he goes, well, actually, you know, I, uh, I do a little bit of slam poetry, too. So oh, was it Richard Lett? Hmm? <laughs> was it Richard Lett? Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> oh, and on that, but no, and so he wanted to go into some slam poetry, and I said, no, 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 that's quite all right. I'll just, let me just give you some food. But uh, the one good thing that um, uh, I, I, the, when I couldn't get into our Twitter account, so I wasn't on Twitter for a whole week until the uh, account's back. And so the account is back. Yeah, we're no longer you, a 10-year-old boy. Yeah. Right. You can go to Anything Goes Ha, and it's still there. Uh, <laughs> so being off Twitter for a week, I got to miss all the uh, Richard Lett promos for his new <laughs> up-and-coming documentary. So Yes. Uh, I, don't ha I don't see them. I don't follow them. <laughs> I don't follow them either, but I, found, I follow uh, Danny Medlow, and he's promoting that uh, documentary. Oh, okay. I haven't seen any. Danny Medlow was, oh, that's why. He was out. Danny Medlow got uh, banned from Facebook for a week, as well as Lisa yes. Baker. Yes. They both have been banned. And I think Danny got banned for calling a white guy a cracker. And yeah. I'm like, Facebook, oh, my God. Facebook lets the stupidest thing on, but but something to offend white people, you're gone immediately. Well, doesn't and then, and the person that he called it, they were good, they're very good friends, and they were yeah. going back and forth, and I'm not sure what the argument was, but yeah, he called someone a cracker, and he got an automatic ban. That's so crazy. I, His friend, I, I, <laughs> and I also don't think cracker is a very derogatory term. Is it a... I, I mean, there'll be, there'll be white people that say it's as bad as the N-word, and oh. I, of course I don't think so. Oh, but there God, are people that'd be that ridiculous. Because they don't even understand the history of, the, of, the, of that word. It's, well, it's the same as white women saying, you know, you can't call me Karen. It's just like calling me the N-word, but for white women. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, that's pretty off. No. Did you see... Is it Karen's only existed for like two or three months. Yes. So it's not like you can complain about a long history of like yeah. and weeks, Dave. Weeks, days. Okay, all right. I'm just <laughs> exactly. And did you see on Twitter? Since we're talking about Twitter, there was a hashtag trending called "Karen's Gone Wild," oh. and it was like not flashing their titties. It was like literally a whole bunch of different Karens melting down and being absolutely disgusting human beings oh, yeah. and being caught. Oh, it yeah. was amazing. It was so good. My favorite one of all the Karens recently is the woman who tells like a Native American woman to go back to her country. Yeah. And then and then she comes over to her and gets in her face and, and the Native woman slaps her so good. <laughs> like yeah. 
And, and no one is like, how dare she? Everyone was like, that bitch had it coming. Everyone agrees with that. Oh, is that the one that was in the, like, the corner store or the uh, gas yeah. station? Yeah. Yeah. And she yeah. kept on acting acting like she worked there or something like that. So she said know. she was the manager. I'm oh, the yeah. manager. and But she's not the manager of that place. I think she's the manager somewhere else. And she <laughs> acted like it was. And, you know, there's the one from this week. I think it's this week of the guy that stenciled on his property, Black Lives Matter. Did you hear about this? And the woman comes up with her husband and says, you know, uh, you shouldn't be doing that. That's destruction of property. And the guy says, so would you be okay with this if it was my place and I'm doing it? And they're like, oh, 100% I would be. Well, of course it was his place, but they still called the police on him. And that Are you serious? Oh, yeah. And that was another Karen video. And she's had to come out and apologize. It's terrible, the video. It's you just, just terrible. Think, you just think every time someone... You just think every time that you confront someone and say, uh, you know, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. And if the person says, oh, call the police, like that should be an immediate like countdown right. that you're going to be a Karen. Right. It's like, you know, it's sort of like when someone says, oh, call the police, I'll, I'll, I'll wait right here. You'd think like, well, first of all, no criminal would do that. And second right. of all, you're just like, shit, I'm going to become an Internet joke. I'm going to become a Karen in a matter of yes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Fuck this. I I was in a corner store and I called the police, but it was by accident. I didn't know that on iPhones, if you hit uh, the side, uh, if you the volume or this button a, a bunch of times, it'll automatically dial automatically. 911. Yes. And I had no idea. And I'm standing there and I'm calling and <laughs> I called 911. I didn't realize it. And uh, that it's not much of a story, but <laughs> it was embarrassing. That, that actually happened to me. My son picked up my Blackberry. This is how long ago it was. And uh, like about three weeks ago and uh, picked up my Blackberry and pressed a button, which was an automatic 911 call. I didn't know that. And my phone's just talking to 911. And all of a sudden I look at it, it says 911. I'm like, what? Oh, my son. And they're like, well, there seems to be a lot of yelling over going on over there. Is everything okay? You know? Oh, like, no. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, because my phone was over there. We're hey, come dinner, you know, and uh, the cops almost came. But there's now a record because every phone call gets recorded and kept. Yeah. So that's that's part of history now. Well, I will call the police, but only on white male rapists now. <laughs> and they're walking around everywhere. Sure. I I like some guy in Calgary. That story in Calgary, I know you're is just ridiculous. It's crazy. I'm still horrified by it. He raped a girl, videotaped it, posted on the internet. Video with her phone. With her phone. With her phone. While her boyfriend was passed out drunk next to her. They were all yeah. drunk, but I, that is not a fucking excuse. And I'm and I'm horrified by that. Also, another thing right. that's happened. But but it, so this guy got 26 months. He got I there we you go. Can hear me. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Where 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 did you hear so me? You said you said, okay, so we'll just go into this guy raped a girl with her boyfriend right beside her they were all passed out they were drunk and he only got what 26 months yeah and then he was let out after 11 um he missed court dates he 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 violated a lot of stuff i know girls in calgary that say that he's on tinder in calgary right now he is being seen at the mall in calgary now this guy how do you only get 26 months I don't know. It's horrifying, especially when there's that much proof. Right. And then they say, well, he's on the sexual registry for 20 years. And then I, in and then I did a little investigation about the sexual registry. Cause I'm like, I've never been like, I've never met a guy on Tinder and thought I'm going to check and see if he's on it. And then right. I asked my boyfriend, when you hire people, dishwashers, cooks, do you check the sexual registry? They're like, never. So that's one point. Second point, you and I, we have no access to it. Right. We can't look at it. 
what the fuck is the point of this stupid sexual registry? Right. And nobody can look at it. Who can look at it then? Uh, it, you have to, I, I think it was something like, um, you have to be a lawyer. You have to get special access to it. Just, I can't just search somebody's name and find it. And it's horror. And that has to change. That's ridiculous. If you rape somebody, I'm sorry. If you get put on that list for 20 years, that's where it is. And it's full access to the full public. No privacy. I'm sorry. You don't get that shit. Like, right. That's what I, I think see. to be honest, I think everybody probably thinks it is that way. I thought it was. I yeah, thought, yeah. I thought, you know what I was going to do? I was going to go search comics and guys that I know. Right. right. <laughs> like I was going to see if Dave Martin was on there. And, uh, but. <laughs> well, it's, then it's I a started it's to a different Dave Martin. He doesn't have that mustache. So. Yeah. <laughs> I started to, then I found out I can't look at it, which right. is absolutely, I think the stupidest thing. What's the point of that? What is yeah. the point of that thing? You know, it's weird. I, I just, I got a, a message on, uh, well, that's terrible. I, I don't know how the, the, like, I know registered sex offenders in the States have to go door to door and tell the people in the neighborhood that they're moving into. Are you sure about that? I think that's a Hollywood myth too. That's a I think myth. that's a TV show thing. That's oh. a myth. Oh, okay. Well, I maybe the American list may be more public knowledge than right. the Canadian one and accessible, but there's no way, knock, 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 hi, I'm a pervert. I live two yeah. doors down, knock, 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 hi. I just think he can't, if he's asked, he's got to say he is, right. like jobs and, and other things, but I don't think they got to go door to door. That's, if, if, if I was, I would That's do exhausting. it on Halloween. I would yeah. do it on Halloween. Right. <laughs> or just wearing a Mormon outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, you're Mormon and a pervert. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. You're religious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I, so, yeah. No, we cannot access it. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, yeah. But I thought you could rent, if someone lived in a halfway house or something near you, that you could get access to that. Or, he, or the guy that's in Calgary was, was in a halfway house. That's when where he got released after 11 months. And, um, I mean, people on Twitter, you can go on Twitter right now and look, even the girl who was raped, she allegedly, I don't know for sure if it was her because there was a publication ban on her name because she was 17. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently she came on Twitter and said, you know, like, I'm the girl this happened to. I, I promise you this has happened to other girls. And then other girls came on and said, I went to junior high with him. I went to high school with him. He used to take his dick out and chase us around. So this guy has, a like, he's got a definite messed up problem right he should not be running free in calgary right now like like what they care way more about uh rehabilitating this guy than any of the women that he's ever raped or any of the women that he will rape it's it's pretty fucking crazy it's really crazy sorry for me <laughs> No, 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 you know, no, no. My, I, my, my I problem, my, one of my problems is, is that, you know, there, there's provinces that have a certain rep and Alberta's got a bit of a rep of a kind of like a good old boy, like in the seventies and eighties and nineties, you know, like, you know, it's a, it's a, oh, not then now town, oil town, money town. And I'm just wondering if, does he have some kind of connections to money and that's how he's getting away with it? Like, how is he getting away with it? I don't know. I don't know enough. I like, I don't know enough about him. Yeah. I'm sure he's got some sort of connection. I'm sure he's got some money. A lot of people have said if he was black, it wouldn't have been like this and they're right. Um, or if he was native, it wouldn't yeah. be like this and they'd right. be right. And, but Alberta people say like has a reputation that it used to be still is. Did you know right. that Jason Kenney, our premier passed a bill quietly called bill one that um, makes protesting illegal. 
Okay, and and it and it what had nothing to do with Black Lives Black Lives Matter. It had everything to do with the Wet'suwet'en uh, protests against the pipeline. Right, right. Because they're making it illegal for natives to protest on their own land. Um, they can get arrested. They can be sent to jail for six months. They can be fined. I think five thousand dollars or more. I, I don't. I don't mm. know. And it passed. And they did it quietly because of COVID. Nobody. They didn't do any discussion on the bill. Right. They didn't do anything. And it's Alberta's government right now is so disgusting and corrupt. It's horrifying. And even people that voted for them are disgusted, which is shocking because in Alberta, being a conservative, you're either really conservative or you're like a liberal. But uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy in Alberta what they're doing. I know that you were just joking around, Kathleen, when you said, if, if, am I on the registry sex offenders? <laughs> I know that there is a list out there. I know that there is a list out there on Facebook that has been passed around female comics of comics that you should not get a ride from. If I'm on that list, then I should be taken off. But anyways. Or You're on that list? I've never, I've never seen that list. Okay. I, I, someone I, told me that the, there is a list and uh, I might be on it, but I think that's. I know. I know that, that comics say that you hug them too long. <laughs> no. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> You've learned your lesson. Oh, yes. That, but I that's how we... No. That's, I, that's I, the I, only I, way we can change. <laughs> one day at a time. Yeah, whenever you're ready. This is Ivan Decker. We're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM. I mean, do it one more time, but just say you're listening to. Because yeah. if, if you said we, everyone's going to look around them and go, what the fuck? Who's, who yeah. else is in my everyone, car? Everyone the is. The fuck is going on here? <laughs> but just to, yeah, 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 well, yeah, just, okay, yeah we'll just do it again. You're listening to, Got not it. me, but you are. <laughs> uh, we're Ivan Decker. Oh, no, I, oh, okay, hang on. This is Ivan Decker, and you're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM. Yeah, that's good. People see you from a distance, and they're almost like, oh my god, let's get away. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Kathleen trying to come back? Oh, there she is. Yay! Hey, give it a second. Uh, I'll unmute you. Hold on. And then we should be good. Okay. I'm still okay. Now you're back. You can hear us, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's sit down and we'll start because uh, we have uh, 25 minutes. Uh, we can push it to almost 30, but um, we'll start. So obviously a lot of stuff has happened to you guys in the last uh, few years, but it's really come to a head the last couple of weeks. Now, yes. to be honest, yeah. I didn't know much of your story. I knew that you weren't with Second City any longer. I didn't know the backstory. I knew both of you had quite a history there. And so I'm just going to kind of turn it over to you so you can give a little bit of a background to what's led up to the week of what's been going on. Well, I mean, I worked for Second City in two capacities. I was an usher there and I also was an actor there. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was an usher, uh, one thing that happened was I was uh, the man that hired me that was the front of house manager he liked to wear vintage apparel and usually it was world war ii apparel okay nazi clothing sure yeah nazi boots he walked around like a nazi yeah he wore nazi boots yeah. and like different like fancy nazi jackets never with like swastikas on them right like, with the same jackets yeah yeah 
jackets. And that, that the only, that's not the only time they hired someone who was like a Nazi. That yeah. comes later. So. Yeah. So <laughs> then eventually um, I had quit that job because they hired someone above, like somebody I trained, a white guy. Thanks right. a lot, white. <laughs> they hired a white guy. <laughs> and uh, I quit. And then I got hired again as an actor. And, you know, uh, most of the time I, I had a pretty good experience at Second City, but, you know, improv, the problem with improv is it can lead to uh, just yes ending racism, which is what happened to me a couple times. Uh, I'd say more than a couple of times. Well, at least a couple of times that I can remember. I, I witnessed a lot of it because I was a music director there. Right. And so I, I was witness to all sorts of racism towards Jamila, some of which she had actually blocked out of her mind. And I yeah. almost, I didn't want to remind her about it, but, right. you know, I had to talk about this this week yeah. in front of 200 people. Well, Jamila had to talk to, all, you know, Second City's, uh, basically the CEO has stepped down. Right. Uh, Andrew Alexander. Institutionalized yes. racism, he, he admits it all came to a head because of Black Lives Matter. Right. Uh, and they posted a tweet about Black Lives Matter, and then all of the Black alumni started mocking it and telling their stories of racism in Second City, and it turned into this avalanche. Right. And the avalanche drove uh, Andrew Alexander out of the company, and he then wrote a very long uh, letter that uh, basically admitted to institutionalized racism which we saw and witnessed and experienced in very horrible ways. And what's and just so people understand, because just because you say you're a musical director, people I don't think will understand that that means that you're not only there when the talent is there doing their, you know, their shows or auditioning or working on it. You're there when the talent isn't in the room and the yeah. higher ups are there discussing talent. So yes. you saw more than just I play a little bit of piano and that's all I do. You were able yeah. to see more than that. And yeah. that's part of the problem with what how you're saying you can let Jamila know of certain things that she may not even A, remember or know about. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're doing improv, it all happens so fast and it's made yeah. up that people are just yelling things out and everyone laughs and then you move on to the next scene. So right. occasionally I like was like one time, for instance, I was told to leave a scene because I was black. Another time, one of my castmates... It wasn't, sorry, was that as a joke? Like, was it that the joke? Well, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, the scene hadn't even really started yet. Like, the lights oh. came, and I, myself, and a few other people were, had entered to do a scene. Right. And then <laughs> one of the actors said, oh, you should leave because you're Black. And, and, and by, the, by the way, sorry to interrupt, it's happened two other times in improv. Mm -hmm. Not at Second City, but at other places that right. I went to other times, her be asked by white improvisers to leave the stage because she's black. And they always think it's a joke. Uh, and it happened one time when we were like out in, near Peterborough or something. Was it Peterborough? Oh, right. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. And, uh, you know, and, and so it's a the thing is about improv is they train you to just say whatever's up in your head. You're not supposed to think. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but the problem with that is that it's a white-dominated thing, especially at Second City. Right. So when someone comes in who's gay or uh, uh, someone who is not white, 
they and women as well, they get a lot of crap thrown at them from the top of people's heads. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, if you're not very good at it, especially, you'll just go to the lowest, like, stereotypical joke or, you know, start swearing or whatever comes to your head first. And some white people think that a funny thing to say to the only black woman on stage is, you should leave the stage because you're black. Right. Well, I I know that, like, I know improv... Uh, and I, I'm not that familiar with it. I mean, I've, I've taken a few second study courses a million years ago, uh, but I don't really follow the ins and outs of it. But I know what I do know from improv is that it relies, on, it's a lot of sort of jokes in the moment. And if something works, great. And if it doesn't, they quickly move on to something else. But I know that it, it really deals in a lot of, they sort of embrace a lot of stereotypes in that yeah. improv. And it's sort of like, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I could even I couldn't imagine. Well, I can't imagine <laughs> what the jokes would be if someone was like a like a, like an Asian performer or or this or that or something. So it's just sort of like that's it's a long tradition of just kind of going off the top of your head. And I, I think that's yeah. I think a lot of laughs could just come from the awkwardness of saying something at that moment. Uh, yeah. And then a lot of time people don't really look back on it because it's sort of like you know if you do an improv scene. You, you don't go back to it and dissect it and try to yeah. recreate it again. It's just, it's there, and then you go on. But yeah, I can understand how. However, a lot of scenes... It's like... Oh. Sorry, we couldn't hear that. Kathleen? Oh, I just said, but it's like, I it's like they go... I find that with improv, they go for the easy joke, like, because they need the laugh. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. not all improv, but some... And so, I mean, my experience with improv, uh, playing arms expert in high school or even, I've never played arms expert and had a man behind me and he didn't grab my breasts. Right. Well, that's a per- perfect example. Like, and yeah. that's, and everyone laughs. I laugh. It's hilarious. I mean, that's, you know, where it goes. Yeah. So imagine that stuff, right? That you have to keep doing arms with uh, corporate gigs. Yeah. Drunk business fill you up, you know. Or even have your cast members be racist, or and always be racist towards you all the time. That wasn't my particular, like that didn't happen to me, but I did have a couple of these incidents. And so she um, spoke to the uh, Chicago Black alumni this week, which includes Chris Red from SNL, yeah, and uh, Sam Richardson from Veep, and they uh, wrote a list of demands. The second city, that second city had like 72 hours or something to uh, to answer, to or answer, to reply to, signed by all the Chicago black alumni. So right. Jamila had meeting with them the other night. So, and it's so there really is structural racism there. So, when I was there, they would, um, they, they would send couples, white couples, off on cruise ships to do mm-hmm. second city shows, right? So, me to go on a cruise for six months without her. Right. She, the main stage alumni, and I just like to point out, uh, the only Canadian black woman who has ever made it to main stage at Second City, and the only black woman who's been on the main stage in the past 20 years, because after they fired her in 2006. Yeah, that was it. I never hired another black woman to the main stage because there's this, there was this guy that they put there that just systematically excluded Jamila from absolutely everything, even discussions about race at the theater. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe, no, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just dumb, but or uh, well, not maybe, uh, but <laughs> but I, there's a part of me that wants to be like, how how can you get away with that? How can you how can that happen? I mean, 2006 to now, it's just, and you just figure that. I mean, this. I know that there's the main stage show is always supposed to be, you know, a reflection of of what's going on in the news and topical humor and you know, uh, you know, social issues are brought up there. And, and I still think comedy can be a great thing to sort of, you can satirize something and you can get to the truth of the matter and you can expose things and stuff like that. But I don't under, like, how did, how does someone get away with excluding a, a, a black woman in the cast for so long when you feel like that there's so many parts that a black woman would be appropriate in, in news stories or like, I don't know how, how does that happen for so long. But yeah, and I mean, there were there's lots of examples of black women that were that took the classes right. and were observatory classes and got hired to the educational show right. and touring company. So there was some sort of glass ceiling. Well, we'll take your money. We'll take your money for the classes. All that money, that money, and we'll we'll just give you this little small little role and that should be enough and then if even if if they felt like a black woman was good enough to be on main stage she often would leave before she could get to that point be out of sheer frustration of having right. to deal with the company yeah so it's not a system that's set up for a black woman to succeed and somehow despite all of those obstacles jamila made it right. and also like race aside, there was also a huge LGBTQA plus issue mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, at some point they decided, this is what we learned during the, uh, the town hall meeting, that at some point they did go on some sort of a hiring blitz to get as many queer performers as they could. But then the issue there is that a lot of them ended up in the touring company where you have to do archival material, but all of the archival material has just been written by straight white guys for the last right. year. So you can imagine what kind of material there is for a gay guy or a lesbian woman or uh, somebody who is other. The only scene they had was something called Faye. Yeah. And that was it. That was it. That was the only scene. And it probably wasn't even very funny. I'm sure if we all saw it, it wouldn't have been who I think one of, the, one of the things that I was surprised about when I heard about this story and, and all the what's been going on the last two weeks is from my point of view as a stand-up comic, we hate each other and we'll fight each other <laughs> and we'll rat each other out and we'll complain about getting fucked over. But sketch and improv, it's not that. It is built on this system of everyone, at least on the outside, looking like looking in, Everyone gets along. We want to get along. We want it to be good. We want it to be accepting. And at the end of the day, it's not. And that's no. what's the biggest shock to me from the outside looking in. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be about playing, but there's right. no playing. It's just all... There was only tears at this meeting. Yeah, it was all tears. It was about right. 20 people spoke, and there was 200 people watching, probably more because there were couples in some of the screens. And uh, and I thought, this place was supposed to, we all went to this place to laugh. Yeah, right. we all 
there. Like yeah. me, for instance, like I watched SCTV as a kid and I was like, this is amazing. Right. I work at SCTV basically. What could possibly go wrong? Well, yeah. everything. Yeah, because you know, they, they were they were incapable of delivering to us what we wanted as customers, because we were also customers. Yeah. I was a student. We ate in the restaurant. We drank the booze there. We were customers. Sometimes right. we bought shows. Were we treated well as customers? No. no. We were not given laughter in the end. We, no. Everyone was just given tears. It's like we went to a candy store hoping to get candy, and they gave us dog shit. Like, I can't think of one of my coworkers that wasn't offered a teaching job mm -hmm. or a corporate gig job. Like, most people that, once they finish Second City... That's how you make a lot of your money. You're teaching, you're doing corporate gigs, or maybe you're going on the cruises. And I wasn't offered any of that stuff. No, I, I did one corporate gig, and that's it. Right. I just, yeah. I, I would just, I just, I'm curious because I know that there's, you had a list of performers from Chicago, and uh, yeah, and that. Um, were there any performers trying to cover up for some of the sort of the the, the the racism that had sort of been uncovered at Second City? Because I mean, sometimes even if you're, sometimes there's always someone who's like, hey, 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 let's, 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 get, let's get all the facts. Let's not, uh, let's not blow up. Let's not go out of our heads yet about, let's wait for everything to calm down and let's approach this, you know, with a clear head. And I mean, because there are those people that will try to protect sort of their stake in. Yeah. Like, if, if they've got, if like, if you're a black performer and you've, made it on this main stage and you're, now you're, you know, uh, a part of the Second City sort of family, there always is that one person that's sort of like, whoa, 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 whoa let's, let's not rock the boat. I mean, did you find... No, you're right. Um, like, there were a lot of problems at the Chicago Second City, which is where most of the Black actors come from. And uh, there were quite a few of the older male actors who felt really close to Andrew and were like, you know, if you guys had a problem with Andrew, you could have called me and I would have called Andrew and I would have said, this is unacceptable. But, you know, a young 30-year-old woman doesn't really have much in common with a 45-year-old yeah. black man who was a right. second in the early 80s. So, you know, it's... And that's not how, that's not how it should work. The, the problem... No. There was a whistleblower to me. I worked for the BizCo, the corporate uh, side as a music director, and uh, someone leaked to me that there was a meeting where the producer said, someone said we should use Jamila, and he said, we don't use Jamila. So she told me that, and I quit. And then I wrote a three-page uh, letter complaint of, that detailed all of the racism that she had experienced that I saw. And then I sent it to this person in Chicago because no human resources. Uh, who do they send it to? Andrew Alexander. Then I get this uh, email from Andrew Alexander. He starts like using the letter against me. Right. And then just uses it to uh, basically punish me, which is, you know, think about Trump and the whistleblowers. Right. And how he tries to shut down whistleblowers and punish them. And so he basically, they, they went on a mission basically to punish both of us mm -hmm. and uh and to separate us as well it was so weird it, it, it's just the strangest thing and i thought i was losing my mind because second city alumni were like oh it's not racism it's not racism and now then all of a sudden 
there's this explosion 13 years later that yes, it was it racism. was racism. Andrew Alexander himself admits it. So that's been like I'm shocked that this happened. Where? I thought this was the way it was going to be till the day we die. To be honest with you, I'd learned to live with it. I well, I find that it's sort it's it is an old boys club in all comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I if I went and talked to another white male comic about a problem that I was having, I don't think it would get resolved. It would just go back yep. to the person that it's the problem about. I remember when there were some comics that had um allegations of sexual assault and the female comics uh at yak Jacks just asked please don't work us with those comics and we still were worked with those comics and um finally men stood up and then that comic wasn't hired anymore it always happens if if white men stand up and say something suddenly mm -hmm. things get happen not even just white mm -hmm. men like look at hannibal burst spoke about bill cosby after women for years Hollywood for years knew what was happening. And then Hannibal Burris yeah. said something and got the attention. It's like, if you're a minority, if you're a woman, no one's going to listen to you. You have to wait for the white men to talk. And when you guys speak up, shit happens. And it's yeah. fucking frustrating. It's really frustrating. Where, right. where, I just, my, my question is, all this shit's been hitting the fan the last probably like 72 hours. Um, where do you want to see it go? Because obviously, in your own heads, the two of you, you have your own idea of what would you like to see happen? Obviously, better representation, but that's just an easy thing to say. There has to be steps yeah. that lead to that and lead to that action. And what do you, and I'm, you may not have thought of all the steps, but what would you like to see happen in the next, say, six months? Well, I'm not sure that this theater can survive, first right. of all. I don't know if it can survive COVID-19 because... Uh, especially in Toronto, I believe that they're planning on moving because the place where they are now is becoming a condo. Right. And the they're planning on moving is on the fourth floor of a building. And that just doesn't work. Nobody wants no. to go four floors. No. You can't get an elevator right now, so I don't know how you're getting up there. You're going to have to take the stairs, and nobody wants to walk up four flights of stairs. So that's the first problem. And then the second problem is they really will have to clean house like they have to fire everyone basically that was hired under andrew alexander they have to because all of these people are part of the problem well they were, complicit. they were complicit they were definitely complicit yeah. in some, the, yeah, they, some they, way yeah they turned their heads the other way so some of the people that sean had written letters to to ask for help with our situation were at this meeting yeah, I think people were there watching because uh, they were scared about what was going to be said about It looked them. like they were taking notes. Some were taking notes, yeah, yeah. In case someone should sue them. I don't know what, but yeah, so. The same thing is happening at Vancouver Theater Sports right now, too. Really? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, you didn't know that. Okay, yeah, There's, there was uh, there was a huge, actually, I saw it before the Second City stuff. I think it happened a week or two ago where a bunch of, uh, of, uh, people of color that were trying to get through there could never get through and they and they kind of called them out when all this stuff was happening and the same thing is kind of going on it's just not as famous as second city but it is a big deal in the vancouver comedy community right now oh i didn't know that i'm gonna look that up that's a yeah. pretty big deal because i i feel like i felt like when me too happened the first big wave of me too i thought for sure that 
improv comedy was going to get caught up in it and have to go into the garbage, but <laughs> it didn't really happen. But right, this right. might be a part of the reckoning, you know? Yeah, it, I, for me, I think uh, the whole structure of it is racist. I, I would like to see it destroyed and, uh, <laughs> to start a new theater, to start a new one. What do we need that old theater for? Well, I mean, like Second Seed does have such a long history to it. I mean, it would be, it's too bad in some ways that it, that it would have to get torn down, but that just to be built back up again. And then there's another shitty part of it too that we just sort of like, well, it, it's, it's, it's too bad that this had to happen for them to get their shit together and realize right. all the horrible things that they've done. So now yeah. they start trying to accommodate people there's this moment where you stand back and go, well, you're only doing this because you got caught. It's sort of like every time that someone apologizes for something, you have to be like, are you apologizing because you did it in the first place? Or are you apologizing because you got caught? So I think Andrew, yeah. Andrew, he's just sorry that he got caught and this whole thing. Uh, but well, I, would have, they would have just carried on with this system oh, yeah. till the end right. of time because it suited them. And, and, it, and, it, and it appeared that like it was making money for them and nobody seemed to want to stand up and make, you know, and, and take notice of it. But it's, and it, I mean, no I, one wants to lose their job, right? No right. one ever afraid to lose the pittance that's, of money. That's the Canadian way right there. I think that's, that's the American the way. That's, way. That's the whole thing about even all the Harvey Weinstein stuff. I mean, people would be like, well, why didn't someone stand up? And then, you know, you know that you can see these little clips that you can go back to where, you yeah. know, uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane said this at a, at a some at some sort of award show, or uh, Rose McGowan said this, or Courtney Love. And you get blacklisted. This. Yeah, and it's sort of like I mean that's the thing with show business is that there's no HR department. I mean yeah. everybody gets hired on I like that guy, let's work for him. It's not really I, I don't know how or what it would take to make that change is well an interesting part of this is that they've opened up an independent investigation that was one of the demands so the great thing that i love about this it's it's so sweet to my ears is that they are being investigated for racism and right. so the people that i hate are going to be investigated for yeah. racism it's just it's like a beautiful song in, in my ear <laughs> i love it <laughs> It is nice when people get their comeuppance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, because you don't feel, like you said, you, I think you used the word before, that you felt crazy for a period yep. of time. Like, you know, people saw you as the crazy one because yeah. when you sent that email. They thought you were the problem. They thought yeah. you were making things up. And yeah. it's been years. And I, I know that sucks. And, and that it's taken a long time. But there is that sense of, I'm sure you still have that email that you sent Andrew, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got a binder right. of emails right. with me wow. and Andrew. Thank, thank God you have that because that's your, <laughs> that's your story, right? Yeah. Your story is proven by that you try to do the right thing, and now hopefully, whether it gets smashed down or not, at least that story is out there. Right, and, 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 and this is one of the, the clear moments when, uh, when I think social media can actually do some, some really when, – when it can do some really – good things yes and then just the fact that you don't have to be you know this big fat cat at the top of a mountain that dictates what everyone else hears about a subject but it's like i remember i think i remember the first time that i heard of you going down to second city 
And I just heard it through a chain of other people. Uh, Sean, you and I weren't, weren't that close at that time. I mean, I knew who you were and I knew Jamila and all this stuff, but I, I just remember hearing a story about, oh, hey, here, did you hear Sean Fisher went down to Second City and he, he went crazy and he lost his mind and he was yelling and, and all this stuff. And it was just like, but it was so hard at that time to be able to get your own story out there and to be able to get you know your version of the truth out there. And I, I think this is yeah. one of those occasions where you can say, oh, well, social media is actually doing some good in this situation. Yeah, and also to find out, you know, that we're really not alone. Yeah, exactly. Yes. exactly. Yes. I, I thought that we were the, this was only happening to us. I don't know why I thought that. It was so ridiculous yeah. to think that. Of course it isn't. And it just carried on after, after we were gone. But you know what? All the people that we work with, nobody else would ever say anything bad about second city no they were great the they were great it's like the weinstein yeah it's the weinstein company right, right. don't uh, rock the boat <laughs> yeah, exactly. sadly that's what it comes down to everyone's looking out for their own ass and i just uh i, I don't know how much more time we have but I, we I got want, like one minute we got one okay. minute yeah i want to say there's always i mentioned this to sean before but I, there's always two crimes in my opinion that are at the top of my list when it comes to canadian comedy that uh that kenny robinson is not the Mike McDonald at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Like Mike McDonald used to go off the JFL every single year, no questions asked. <laughs> Kenny Robinson should be at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival every single year, no questions asked. And I think that uh, Jamil is one of the other big crimes in Canadian comedy for someone who can sing, <laughs> dance, and act and has great comic timing. The fact that Jamil isn't higher on the, the, the food chain as far as uh, Canadian comedic performers is uh, is really is a is a serious issue. Oh, know. David. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, David. I really think I really think that that's I'm I'm not the there'd be no reason for me to uh, to bullshit you about that. I honestly think that's very true. <laughs> I mean, I know I can back up Dave because David said so many things over the last years, not in the last two three weeks about you two. Very positive. I mean, I've followed your career, Jamila, for years. I know that you're booking a lot of acting things. So I know this might not be the greatest time, but, you know, success is the best revenge. You know, uh, plotting, plotting your own path is the best revenge in Canadian comedy. And at least you're doing that. You didn't let this yeah. down and you're still pushing forward. And hopefully something comes out of this, that the future will be different for other people. Uh, at least that story is out there now. And it's not your only story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. right. We're working no. on others that has yeah. nothing to do with this. Right. Yeah. No, I know that. I know that. But I think it needs to be said that right. it's not someone's only story, but it's a story yes. that needs to be right. said. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. And we got a dog in the corner. All right, guys. Thanks he's for the, he's oh. levitating. He is levitating. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming, guys. We appreciate it. All right. So good to All see right. you. Come on. Miss you. Hi, this is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on XM Radio's Laugh Attack. Keep laughing. Okay. So we have about 20 seconds, then we're going to bring Gavin in. Okay. So why don't, you know, we'll say, hey, Gavin, how are things going? And then we'll talk about whether it's the Dave Chappelle show or that Wendy's situation. Oh. And what was that Glenn Foster clip that he sent? That's just something he's doing in the basement of his house. Did you? Canada Day show. Man. Limited tickets.
I know, yeah. Tickets are still available. Ooh. All right, let's bring Gavin in. Scalpers. You got to get a wristband. Yeah. Oh, fuck. 